Hey Hope family, welcome to another Hope Daily. Today we begin our trek through the book of Judges through the month of March. If you like dramatic and sometimes wild stories, this book is definitely for you. It's got plenty of unforgettable stories and not always for the best reasons. In fact, mostly not for the best reasons. But when referring to Judges, people often refer to the cycle of Judges. That's because the book is definitely a spiral and almost exclusively a downward one, where Israel continues to find itself in need of someone to free them from bondage and trouble of their own making. And it is a judge, a person who holds this position of judge who comes in and ultimately saves the day. I read somewhere a historian who summarized history in these nine steps. Starts with from bondage to faith, from faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependency, from dependency back to bondage. I think in so many ways, this is the continual spiral we see the nation of Israel on from Genesis on through the New Testament. And we see little examples of this spiral throughout several books in the Old Testament and individual stories, but the book of Judges as well, from one judge to the next, where the people find themselves in trouble, and from the help of the judge, it leads to great faith and great courage to a period of freedom and abundance that then turns the people in on themselves, thinking that, oh, how great we've got it, to where they become complacent. And with the nation of Israel, complacency takes on a spiritual dimension where they become complacent in their pursuit of God to a place where they become apathetic towards God and then dependent on other nations and foreign powers. And unfortunately, we can relate and see ourselves in this spiral as well. Our stories do not play out quite as dramatically, hopefully not as dramatically as Israel's, and certainly not with the same type of fanfare. But we have been rescued from our bondage of sin stepped into great faith that has led to moments of great courage, that has led to great freedom, that has led us to an abundance, that has then led us to seek to protect that abundance and stop striving for more, whether it's a physical, material abundance or even just a spiritual abundance, and so on and so on, until we have to be reminded of who and whose we are, and then we return to our Savior. So on my mind as I read Judges, and we head into reading through these cycles, is how does this happen? We'll be in Judges 2 again next Friday, but in chapter 2, verse 10, we read, After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And the generation being talked about that has been gathered to their ancestors is the generation that traveled with Joshua into the promised land. But we see that this new generation, they forgot. And I think this verse probably is supposed to remind us of Exodus 1.8, where we read, Then a new king to whom Joseph meant nothing came to power in Egypt. This new Egyptian king was not loyal to Joseph and his family. He either didn't know or at least didn't appreciate what Joseph had done for Egypt. And so he saw the growing family of Israel as a threat. And we know how this forgetting about Joseph worked out for Israel. It worked its way into 400 years of slavery. Now in Judges, it's not some foreign king who has forgotten what God 
what the God of Israel has done in the Israelites. Now, in Judges, it's not some foreign king who's forgotten what the God of Israel has done. It's the Israelites themselves. And I think there's a dereliction on the previous generation to pass on the stories. They failed to tell the stories of what God has done. And so this new generation doesn't know. Through Torah, the Israelites are told to remind one another, and especially their offspring, of the things God had done. But this new generation arises who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done. And so they forsake the ways of Yahweh and pursue the gods of the land. And isn't this what we do as well? We go through some sort of crisis and we cry out to God and he sees us through and the next crisis comes along and we are convinced that we're doomed and alone. Or someone wrongs us and we immediately forget how much we have been forgiven and we demand justice and punishment. We are the unmerciful servant Jesus tells about in Matthew 18. As we begin to read through Judges and see the fallout of forgetting, let's make it a point to remember. The Israelites were told to bind the commandments to their wrists and forehead, to put them on their doorpost. Maybe we should do the same thing. When there are truths from God's word and experiences from your life that you want to remember, maybe journal or put a post-it note on your mirror. But whatever you do, remember. Talk about them when you rise in the morning, go to sleep at night as you sit down for dinner and walk about. Ingrain them on your memory and pass them along to those around you. There are obviously other things we can and should do to remain faithful to God, but we must not be a generation that forgets. And it's up to us to make sure the next generation doesn't forget either. What has God done for you? What don't you want to forget? Write it down and put it in a place that you'll see and find someone else to tell this week so that we can avoid this cycle that often starts when we begin to forget what God has done.